What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of A Little Agile. A day keeps the bugs away. As always, I'm your host, Little Agile, aka BP, and we're going to keep on rolling with some of the suggestions that you listeners had provided. And one of the main suggestions that I have gotten frequently from the beginning of this podcast all the way through present day is PI planning. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go through the purpose of PI planning. We're going to teach you how to run a successful PI planning and how to prepare for it. Also, we'll jump into a few of the roles and what they're accountable for. And then we'll uh, we'll give you the schedule, what a typical PI planning agenda looks like. So get ready and let's get to it. Little Agile, each and every day, Little Agile, show you how to navigate with project management, this is what you need, yeah, yeah. let's go with your host BP, uh, sharing user stories and iterations, quick cycles of work that we call sprints, from stand-up meetings and daily progress, we staying flexible, that's the path to success, this is Little Agile, each and every day, Little Agile, show you how to navigate, let's go. So this is an international podcast. We have listeners from all over the world. And golf is an international sport. If you're listening right now, this podcast episode was just released during the Masters. So Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, and Tom Watson just were the honorary starters and just teed off about an hour or two ago to kick off the Masters tournament. So you golf fans, this is an exciting day. Exciting next four days. I know we talk about Agile during this, but a lot of people on this podcast are excited about it, and I am too. But without further ado, let's get into PI planning. So as of now, as Agilists listening to this podcast, you're well aware of the importance of continuous improvement and seamless collaboration with your Agile teams. And one essential aspect of PI planning, PI formally referred to as program increment planning, now with the SAFE 6.0 iteration, it is called instead of program increment, the PI stands for planning interval. So now it's the planning interval planning. And this is a critical event within the Scaled Agile framework It helps align teams and stakeholders on a shared vision for the next 8 to 12 weeks. So, what's the purpose of PI planning? So, typically PI planning is a two-day event. I've seen one day, I've seen a day and a half, I've seen two days, I've even seen three and four-day events, uh, especially if you have a very broad workforce that extends throughout the globe. You typically see the the three to four day PI plannings being a little more effective and, and it caters to all of the individuals. So one, two, three, four, you can see them all. We'll stick with the two day because that's the prescribed agenda by the Scaled Agile framework. But feel free to experiment within this agenda. Feel free to add in your own elements that work for your teams, that work for your companies. This agenda is just 
the baseline expectations from safe, but they also want you to be flexible, and so do I. So the purpose of PI planning, like I mentioned, it's a key event, and this is where multiple Agile teams, anywhere you see from 5 to 12 teams, come together to align on objectives for the next 8 to 12 weeks. They align on dependency identification, and they also create a roadmap for the upcoming PI, aka planning interval. The primary goals we want here, so, so we have that art, they call a group of agile teams an art or an agile release train. You also hear it called team of teams, but the primary goals of them getting together and planning together is to establish a shared understanding of priorities and objectives. We want them to collaborate across teams to identify dependencies and risks. So what risks do they have across the teams or externally? And also what work depends on another work element that maybe another team is taking on. So it's a good time to collaborate there. We also want to create a realistic plan for those 8 to 12 weeks. And we want to foster a sense of ownership and commitment among team members. As with all big planning events, there's preparation that goes into them. And a successful PI planning requires thorough preparation. Some of the steps you want to get out of the way before heading into PI planning, typically the, the RTE or release train engineer or lead scrum master if you're using a different framework for a big planning event is accountable to make sure that these items are completed. First, we want to establish a clear agenda and timeline for the planning event. I'm going to discuss the two-day agenda in about a minute or two. We also want to ensure the Agile teams have up-to-date backlogs. We want to gather input from stakeholders, including their expectations and their priorities. We want to prepare all necessary materials, whether it is virtual or not. And we also want to make sure we have a good understanding of capacity planning and we have our planning boards set up for each team and the art as a whole. We also want to make sure we have the space available. If it's virtual, if there's an application you're using, or if there's a room you need to book, we need to make sure we have a good collaborative environment for the teams to plan together. So as I mentioned in the beginning, let's talk about the roles. So we already alluded a little bit to one of the release train engineer accountabilities, but let's go into all the roles we expect to see in a PI planning. And these don't necessarily have to be roles. I consider them accountabilities because we want to tailor these accountabilities to roles that may be already exist in your org structure. They may not be named the exact same. And those are one of the barriers I feel, going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but so one of the barriers I see to, to scaling Agile is a simple fix where we say we don't have these roles in our org chart. We don't have product managers. We don't have system architects. I know those are fairly generic. We don't have business owners or epic owners. Still, these are accountabilities. So any role that is around the realm of where these accountabilities fall can take on this responsibility. And we want to tailor these roles to 
more of the accountability and if your company resembles a traditional org structure that may not have these titles in them. But back on course, these roles contribute to the success of the event. So we first have the release train engineer, or you'll hear it called RTE for short. They facilitate the event support team collaboration and ensures a focus on the established goals from the stakeholders and from the business owners. You have product management. This is less of an individual, more of a team here. The product management can be traditional management, your directors, uh, technical experts, SMEs, whoever. They present the vision, the goals, and the features for the upcoming PI. And they help the teams prioritize the work, especially leading up to the PI. Then you have your agile teams. Obviously, they collaborate to break down the features into stories. They identify the dependencies between each other, and they estimate the effort it's going to take to deliver on the PI objectives. Then we have the system architect or engineer. They provide the technical guidance, and they really help teams identify architectural dependencies, and enablers during planning. And then finally, we have our business owners. They offer the insights on business priorities and review team plans to ensure alignment. You also have your team level roles, which I'm not going to go into because we have separate episodes on those, but we have the product owner, the scrum master, and the traditional roles within the development team. And those are the roles. Now let's go into the agenda. And like I said, I'm going to stick with the traditional two-day event agenda. Now, this first step is not prescribed and safe, but it is important for the RTE to kick off the event and set the stage by presenting the agenda, the goals, and the expected outcomes. We want to set the stage so we're not jumping right into the business context and, and vision. We want to make sure we're setting the stage so everyone has a good understanding of what is expected during planning. And then after that is done, we go into the business context where a business owner or any senior executive describes the current state of the business, shares any vision, presents a perspective on how effectively maybe existed, existing solutions are addressing customer needs, maybe what pivots are to be made what market research has been conducted. There's a lot up for grabs here that a, that a business owner can use in this time slot. And then after that, we focus in on the product vision or the solution vision. Here's where product management talks about the current vision. This is typically represented in the top 10 or so features that are prioritized. Doesn't have to be 10 exactly, but it's good to stay around there so we're not burning out the teams, but whatever amount of features fits within your either predictability model or art capacity is going to work. And that will be representing the vision. And you also want to, there you want to highlight changes from the, the previous PI planning so that we can understand what we're trying to do if we're trying to pivot. And then also discuss what are the relevant milestones? What are the time critical items and where do we need to deliver within the PI if any milestones exist? Now here's where the architect comes in. The system architect or the enterprise architect or solution architect presents the architectural vision. 
Also, senior development managers or lead developers may also introduce agile supportive changes to development practices or governance around development practices such as automation, DevOps, maturity, CICD pipeline, which is continuous integration and continuous employment, and then which teams may be adopting certain elements of these practices in the upcoming PI and what we need to work towards. So that's that's more of the architecture, vision, and development practices wrapped into one. And then we head to the planning context, and a lot of times after the business context, the vision and or the product solution vision and the architecture vision typically hit around noon where it's lunchtime. So what you want to do there is reset after all of the visions are delivered and we have an understanding of what the, the nature of the business currently sits at. The RTE now presents the planning process and what we are to expect. From there, whether you jump into lunch or whether you go to this next step, doesn't matter. Either after lunch or right after the planning context, the teams go into their initial breakouts. And this is where they estimate their capacity for the iteration, identify any backlog items they will likely need to create in order to realize the features. And then each team creates draft plans that are visible to everyone and you start to plan out your iterations. You don't focus on all of the iterations within the the PI. You want to focus on the first one to three iterations, start to estimate your story, start to plan them out, because at the end of the day, you still have your iteration plannings within each of the iterations that are contained in a PI, but you still want to plan ahead and understand what features you're going to be delivering on. And also that helps you within these team breakouts. Identify risks and dependencies and draft those on a board. Keep them visible somewhere. They don't have to be in your in your collaboration or, or workforce tool like a, a Jira or a version one. They can be in, in a Microsoft Teams file for, for all I care, for all others care, as long as it's transparent. Or, or wherever your RTE wants them to be. Just make sure they're available. And then also you draft your team PI objectives. These are the objectives that these features are going to fulfill. So the high level items that we plan to accomplish in the next PI, that, that 8 to 12 week interval. And then some of those objectives you'll commit to and some will be uncommitted objectives, meaning we expect to get them done, but we're not fully committing to them because we're not as sure as the committed items. And that's typically what you see in the in the first team breakout. And after you finish that, you go into the day one draft plan review where teams present any outputs for the day. This can include capacity, load, the PI objectives, any risks, any dependencies, and then uh, the business owners, the product management, and then other teams and stakeholders can review and provide input to the plan. So you work together for quite some time in those team breakouts. You have some stories written. You have some sprints maybe already planned. You understand what features you're working with. You have objectives that are tied back to those features. And now we review all of that. 
And then after that's reviewed, management typically stays back and discusses any changes that might be made or any problems that arose in that PI planning where they will, will solve those problems toward the end of the day. A management review can go anywhere from a half hour to the next morning. It it's, depends on how serious the plan is, on if there's a significant problem that came up that needs to be solved all night, or if it's uh, if you're in your eighth or ninth PI and things are rolling on smoothly, they may only need 30 minutes to an hour to accomplish this management review. But it's time for them to adjust if needed based on all the factors that were presented in that draft plan review. And then that ends day one. And then day two starts with any planning adjustments that maybe came out of that management review. So if it did take all night, there's probably a significant amount of adjustments that are to be made or changes to the planning scope, maybe the people or the resources during this planning interval. And then after that, you go into your second team breakouts where teams continue planning and making adjustments as needed. And then you finalize your objectives as a team for the PI, and then the business owners will assign business value to them, typically from one to 10. And this will help you quantify the value that is being delivered in the PI because the business owners are telling you and being very transparent in front of everyone. So everyone's accountable here. And then after that, you have the final plan review where all teams present their plans to the group. The team once again states its risks and impediments and provides risks to the RTE for use later in the roaming exercise. We'll go into that soon. And then the team asks the business owners, is this good? Is this plan acceptable? And then typically the business owners will either accept or reject the plan that would then need adjusted. And then the team brings over the PI objective sheet to the front of the room, and you can see the aggregate objectives unfold in real time. And then if business owners there have concerns, teams can just adjust the plan. After the final plan review, and everyone was at the front of the room or virtually in the front of the room, it's time to go into the risks. The risks that were identified during the breakouts, the plan reviews, the management problem-solving session, whatever it may be, teams have identified these risks and the impediments, and it could impact their ability to meet the objectives. So these risks are brought to the attention of management, business owners, stakeholders, customers, whoever is in the PI planning, and they are roamed. That is R-O-A-M. It stands for resolved, owned, accepted, or mitigated. Resolved would mean teams agree that the risk is no longer a concern. Good, wipe it away, it's gone. If you own it, that means someone on the release train owns the risk since it can't be addressed during PI planning. So something to take away, something to solve down the road. If it's accepted, this is just simply a fact and uh, or a potential problem, and it must be understood and accepted as a problem. Not a lot you can do about it. And then finally mitigated, where teams identify a plan to just reduce the impact of the risk. You might not be able to resolve it fully, but you can reduce it, which is a big help. And then finally, you have a confidence vote. One to five, 
How confident are you that everything has been addressed and we can move forward with our plan? Each team conducts a vote using typically fingers, or you can use a poll in uh, if you use Zoom or Microsoft Teams, whatever your your digital tool of choice is. And then typically if the average is three fingers or above, management should accept the commitment. So you're basically assessing the confidence that you can commit to the plan. Uh, so if you get three or above, you have a, a good amount of confidence to move forward. Anything two or one, two, uh, I guess zero, I've never actually seen a zero. If you get that, you need to discuss with that person and, and there there may be more risks that need to be uh, accounted for and they've probably been missed. So, so we have to spend some more time, figure out what they are, and then go back to roaming those risks. That's typically what it is. You may see something out of the ordinary with with individuals giving a under a three, but typically it's with risks. And then if that has occurred, you can plan any rework that is needed based on that confidence vote. But if not, if you have high confidence, good. You move right along, and then you can go into a retrospective of the planning event. How did it go? What do we need to improve for next time? What are our takeaway action items? And then you probably want to go to sleep. Honestly, it's a it's a tiring two days if you are effective and focused within the PI planning. But there's more to be done, not in terms of planning. If you're done with that, you can go to sleep, you can rest. But it's important, especially for the RTE, to monitor progress of the interval, the 8- to 12-week interval. If there are any emerging issues, we need to solve them or mitigate them in the middle of the PI, and we need to learn from our experience to improve future PI planning events. We want to regularly review the outcomes of the event and encourage open feedback to drive continuous improvement. And that is PI planning. It is crucial for agile teams working within the safe framework. And then if you want to call it big room planning, it's a very vital item for teams working in larger groups of teams or in units or in pods, whatever you want to call them, team of teams. It's a good time to get together, to understand purpose, to prepare adequately and engage in effective collaboration. By doing this, you can help your teams organize and achieve better alignment, higher efficiency, and improve results. Remember, continuous improvement is at the heart of this, so we always want to strive to refine PI planning, refine big room planning, refine team of teams planning, so we can constantly strive towards that success. Thanks for listening. If you're watching golf, enjoy the Masters. If not, I will talk to you Tuesday. And please remember, review, subscribe, and please share with your friends. Agilist, you may know. I know this is a little longer one today, but I enjoy spending this time with you. And I will talk to you later.